I don't think this is actually PP, but but it's very powerful. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. And we got a year four season two reveal, my friends. We know things now. We actually know, well, we knew things before is the sad thing. That is the worst part. Everything was leaked ahead of time. So literally everything. Literally. And so there was no hype at all for the, like there was no claps. There was no cheers. There was nothing. And it was just so awkward. And they were like looking at the audience, like waiting for a clap. And like, there was none. It's like the audience, like awkward, like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're supposed to be excited about this. But it's like. We knew it. the only thing we didn't really know was like exactly how the gadgets worked. We just knew from the description, right? But we weren't like a hundred percent sure. So now we know that. But but so we'll dive into that, and then we have some notes on the exploits that we talked about last week with Clash and IQ and that stuff. Um, also, they released a like what, what did they call that? A preseason designers yeah, preseason, pre-season designer designers notes. notes. So this is basically some, some of the adjustments that'll be coming in year four season two around like existing operators and stuff. Um, we, we don't have yet is like full patch notes. Right. Um, we will probably have that before this episode goes up. I would think. Yeah. It should be Tuesday. Uh, yeah, because the tests, these, these, uh, year four season two will be live on the test server on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So the day before, you actually hear this and uh that i'm sure there will be test server patch notes with that which include all the changes so that's good though because then we'll have a full thing to talk about next week but for this week we will dive into the new operators who are nook is how they pronounced it Mm -hmm. you're probably going to hear a lot of knock and a lot of nook so i would just get used to it but i I, they were mostly saying nook yeah throughout the thing i don't know i could see knock a lot more i don't see nook coming out a lot but I'm fine with hearing knock and nook. I don't care. Yeah, I really don't care. If I hear someone say nook, I'm going to be like, okay, that doesn't even, but okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, and then Warden is the other guy. So they, that's that's how they pronounce that as well. Warden. Yeah. They, yeah. They didn't pronounce it like Warden or Wardeen. like Warden. Warden. New operator Warden. And that was like, tried to, like it was like a Hootis yeah. joke. It was really bad. Yeah. That was, it's just Warden. <laughs> okay. So let's get into this reveal. So um, the really the big things are the two new operators, Warden and Nook, and then the cafe rework. Mm-hmm. Um, should we start with Warden? Yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. All right. So Warden is a defender. He is a three armor defender. Um, his main uh, gadget is that he has uh, glasses that see through smoke and prevent and cleanse uh, the effects of flashbangs. Right. Um, he, so he activates it. Like he like looks at his watch and like taps something to activate it or whatever. And then once it's active, um, it, it starts a, like a timer, like a battery timer, sort of like, um, looks like Caveras or vigils. Right. Thing that yes. Runs down. Yes. Like Caveras or vigils. Uh, the trick there is that once you've activated it, you are locked into the cooldown. Mm-hmm. So even if you only use it for like a half second and you turn it off, now you start a full cooldown, which I don't know, it looked like 10 seconds or something. I don't, I don't know if they told us. Is it a full cooldown or is it just until it hits the top? It's a full cooldown. So unlike Kavera, okay. where like you can use it and then you can like, you could use half the meter and stop and it'll start recharging and you could, you could pop it again. Uh-huh. 
as long as you haven't exhausted it all the way. No, this is once you've used it, it will like you can turn it off if you want, but it will exhaust itself all the way and start a cooldown that you cannot reactivate until the cooldown's finished. That's so that's the difference they were describing between Warden and Nook's okay. cooldown abilities. Um, so that's well, interesting because I, I thought Nooks was just like you could activate it and deactivate it and then activate it again right away if you wanted to. So Nooks is like Caveras. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm like 90% positive. Let's check real fast because I'm pretty sure it was it was on and then off and then she could just activate it again. Caveras can do the same thing. No, she can't. She has to wait till it recharges till it goes back up. No, so if you if you use Caveras from full uh-huh. and you use it till like halfway and yeah. then you stop, you yeah. can use it again. No, you can't. You have to wait till it goes back up to start using it. I'm I'm certain. I'm like 80. All right. We have to walk away and actually check this. Yeah. Be right back. Wait here. And here they are. Okay. Chris was right. Yep. (laughs) I feel dumb. (laughs) Okay. So, so the way it works, it's for the same, it's the same for Kavira and for Vigil is if you activate it, it, it starts the, like the usage meter or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then once you stop it, you have to wait for it to recharge back to 100 before you can turn it back on again. Right. So, knowing that, I think they were saying the difference with uh, what's-his-guy, Orden, is that once you activate it, even if you only use it for a half-second, you don't get the half-second version of the cooldown. You get the full cooldown. Okay. I think that's what they were trying to say. We'll have to test that once it comes out to the test server, and then we'll be able to give better comments on it. But I think what they were trying to get at with that was that, like, you can't... So let's say you see Ying throwing a candela. Mm-hmm. You can't just turn it on for the candela, turn it off, and then wait for the blitz to come in and turn it back on again. I think that's right. the whole point is that like they want to bait, they want to allow you to bait the warden, and then uh, and then be able to run in with your blitz or your glass or whatever yeah. else you're gonna do, right? Yeah, I, I mean that's gonna be the best way to counter him just off of his, the gadget which are called the glance smart glasses. By the way, if you cared, um. Just off of that, like they are going to be really good in preventing plants because how often is it that you smoke with Capitao or with smokes and then have glass try to cover a plant? Right. Like all the time. So if you can stay alive as Warden, which you're a three speed anyway, so you shouldn't really be roaming. Three three armor, you mean? But yeah, I always get that mixed up. Um, so if you can stay alive as him and prevent the plant, that's going to be good. Yeah, like, he'll be really good. good. At that. Uh, just as I know, his primary weapons are the MPX, which is the same as Valkyrie's SMG, and then the M590A1 shotgun. Is that the same as somebody else? Smoke and Mute. Smoke and Mute shotgun. And then Sledge. his secondaries are the P10C, which is Ella's uh, pistol with the yep. red dot, and then the SMG12, which we see on Dokubi and I think and other Vigil. people. Vigil. Uh, secondary gadgets are barbed wire and deployable shield. So he's 100% a hunker down operator. That's yep. the same as Rook has barbed wire and deployable shield. You know, they, they're expecting you to play him hardcore defense i think um and then uh thatcher's emps will uh disable his glasses for probably 10 seconds i would guess the same as everything else mm-hmm. and then um iq can see does she see his head or i want to say she probably sees his head but it's possible she sees his watch okay i, I think it's his head i think they might have said it i don't remember now i don't but, think they said it okay but so IQ can see him while the thing is active we don't know whether it's like Thing where she's going to see his head and be able to line up a perfect headshot. Like, yeah. that'd be really sweet. So if it's like pulse and that's, that's that. And it's great. Yeah. It's funny. That would be so cool. Um, but if not, then she'll see the watch. Yeah. Or something else, but maybe both. Yeah. Maybe both, but, um, probably not, but that's cool. So 
any other details on Warden before we just talk about thoughts on him? Um, not really. Just side note of all the, like the frustration about the weapons. How are you upset that they're not new weapons? Do you care really? I don't care at all. In fact, I actually like that they're not new because I don't have to worry about getting used to a new thing. Yeah, I I'm thinking the same thing. I don't really. It's not that huge of a deal to me that it's not. We're not getting new guns in the game. Like, yeah, like. To be totally honest, like the weapons that somebody has has almost zero impact on whether or not I choose them. Yeah. Um I think a lot of people do choose like Vigil, he's a lot of times choose just for his guns. Mm-hmm. Some people use him for his gadget and like the higher range plays, but it's a lot his guns. But it's like for the most part, most of the operators they have a gun that is fine with me to use. Like Buck, his gun sucks. Right. But I use it because I like Buck anyway. Right. So it's like um, I don't really care that much that it's the same gun. And they're good guns, too. They're not bad guns. Like, they're great secondaries, and those are really good primary weapons. Yeah. The MPX is super stable. Yeah, I like the MPX. Uh, yeah, and I like the P10C a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I don't really care. Um, but, I mean, if you care, then I guess... Sorry. That's fine. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, anyway, like, so... I think Warden's super cool. Um we what was interesting was they were talking about how they got to warden and they were saying like initially they were starting with uh trying to come up with like a, a jaeger alternative which is funny because we just talked about that last week yeah um but they were saying like yeah like we like we wanted to do you know somebody that does something like jaeger but but is an alternative to picking jaeger uh and then they said like but it turns out that like interacting with the throwable uh, gadgets and stuff is more interesting than just destroying them. Yeah. And so that's how they ended up on Warden with the glasses, which I don't know. I think, I think it's a pretty, pretty cool, uh, thing that we haven't seen much play with. Yeah. At first when I, the thing is at first when I saw, so it was leaked, what his gadget was just the description of it. And it's basically just said it can see through smoke. And I was like, well, that's going to kind of suck. Cause like, mm-hmm. You don't even have smokes to throw, so you're just kind of hoping they throw smokes. And then it came out, and they'd be like, "No, he can cleanse himself from a flash. He can block flashes and stuff." Yeah. Like, okay, this is actually really good. Yeah. Um, and it's actually kind of funny because usually, as like attackers, you don't want them to throw the smoke. I mean, as defenders, but when you're a warden, you're like, "Oh yeah, please throw the smoke," because now I'm protected. Like now I feel right. good. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'm using it against you more than you're using it against me. Right. Um, what is interesting with Warden is I feel like he will be the kind of operator that you choose because the other team plays a specific way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that we're going to see a ton of Warden mains out there. Yeah. Just because, like, his gadget's pretty situational and, like, I mean, his guns are good, but they're not, like, like we're saying, it's not something you choose somebody for in this case. Like, I wouldn't choose him because he has the MPX. Oh, same. Um, and it's like, if I'm choosing an anchor, I would much rather have a Rook or a Dock or an Echo or somebody, you know, a Maestro. Yeah. Right. Uh, as opposed to this guy, but but Warden, I think if if they're the team that's blitzing, you know, and and has glass out the window all the time, and they're planting in the smoke, and it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna switch to Warden and and shut that down. Yeah, especially the glass thing too. I think it's gonna be hard if there's a Warden on the team. It's gonna be hard to get down a plant like safely now. Yeah, I wonder if we're gonna see a lot of Warden bans. That could be because like I'm thinking like Chalet Garage or like. Um. Wow, what was I just thinking of? This whole time we've been talking about this, I've been thinking of one map. I can't even... Oregon. I was thinking Oregon. I was thinking Oregon uh, basement. Oh, yeah. People always try to smoke that and get the plant in. Whereas, like, Warden now, like, he can be behind that mirror window, just have his glasses on, wait for them to throw the smoke. It's like, okay, well, now I'm safe. Right. Like, I can sit here and wait, and, like, the glass can't 
with glasses changes he can't just like come around the corner and like wait for his scene to come back on to see the smoke's like one is gonna kill you yeah right right so it's like that's gonna be a really hard one to plant now too because you have to clear behind that mirror window whether it's a frag or whatever you choose to do but somehow you got to clear that first because a warden there is going to stop you from planting yeah um yeah I, I actually do wonder if like so just we'll get into this more but uh pick and ban is coming to ranked mm-hmm. so i wonder if we're going to see a lot of warden bans on those kinds of maps or like certain teams that just they like the smoke plant, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Not for me, because I'll still be banning Kavara, but... Yeah, Kavara will be banned. Um, but yeah, I like this. I like Warden. I think he's going to be interesting. Um, I will definitely, I think, play him more than I've played some of the other, like, newer operators. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely more than I've played Kaid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Kaid's a weird one, though. He's one, like, for some reason, there's some operators that come in, and, like, I know they're not good, but I just keep wanting to give them a chance, and Kaid is one yeah. of those. But... Anyway, all right, should we move on to Nook? Nook. Okay, so Nook, uh, her ability is that she can go invisible to cameras. Um, so it's similar to Vigil, uh, except that she's an attacker. Um, and hers is actually a much more powerful uh, version of Vigil's ability, I feel like. Do you feel that way too? Yeah, definitely. Well, we've talked about before, and this might be PP, I don't know, but we've definitely talked about Vigil and how he'd be so much more useful on attack. Yeah, we talked about that like two weeks ago. <laughs> was it two weeks ago? I think no, so. it was a while. It was, I mean, it was, it was a long time ago when we were just talking about operators in general, too. And I'm sure that they've had this in, I don't think this is actually PP, but we talked P- about... PP, by the way, is podcast power. Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is a thing that activates. Sometimes we talk about something and then it gets into the game shortly thereafter. It's a it's like a little po- power we have that we have very little control over, but it's very powerful. Yeah. Um, what was I just talking about? Uh, Vigil on attack. Oh, yeah. We talked about like he'd be so much better on attack. And I think, yeah, this is this is Vigil and where he should have been in the yeah. first place, honestly. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of interesting. Both of these operators are sort of just like flipping somebody who exists already on the one side to the other side. So like Nook is obviously Vigil and then Warden is a lot like Ying. Yeah, and Glass um, at the same time. And yeah, sort of like a mix between Ying and Glass uh, without the like without the active ability that goes with it, right? Yeah. Um, but like it's weird because like they both feel pretty new, but they're actually like pretty similar to existing operators. But I think just the fact that they're on the other side makes it like very new. But anyway, so like just to, let's finish out Nook's details here. Um, so she's a two speed. Uh, she, when she activates her her invisibility gadget thing, it also reduces her footstep sounds, which yep. is another thing that we've said we should do is have more like. Well, we, we said more about like being able to hear people better. Yeah, sure. This is kind of like Cav, where she is becomes more difficult to hear. Um, and then her primary weapons are the FMG nine, which is uh, Smokes SMG, and then the six twelve SD. Who has that uh, shotgun? Legion. Legion's shotgun. Okay. Pillow gun. Ooh, the pillow gun. Yeah, Taylor's gonna be interested in that. And then uh, secondary weapons five point seven USG. That's the pistol that uh, Pulse and Kavera or Kavera Capital. Capital, yeah. Castle Ash, they're my castle. Castle, the one that I play all the time and keep trying to tell you guys he's not underpowered. And then the the Desert Eagle, which also now comes with a suppressor if you yep. want it, and a muzzle brake as well. Yes, sir. Uh, the and, muzzle brake is going to be probably the better one to choose in all honesty, but I'm choosing the suppressor. But, I don't oh, care. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want a silenced eagle. I mean, come on. 
That is so cool. It's like a silenced pillow gun. It's just so cool that you can't not do it. Uh, her secondary gadgets are a claymore and a breaching charge. Um, Chris, tell us her, the details of how her gadget works. Yeah, so cameras. basically Nook activates her gadget, and she is now invisible on camera. So there are some caveats to this. So she, first of all, it's limited by a battery, so it, it drains down. And like we were talking about before, it can drain halfway. You can stop using it. You can use it immediately, and you can drain the other half or however much is recharged since then. So right. whatever it is. Sort of like a Dark Souls stamina bar if you play Dark Souls. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> Chris does um, not play Dark Souls. Nope. He has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> not really. Uh, but so that's, that's basically how it works. She's invisible to cameras unless she does things like sprinting, moving through barbed wire. Um, vaulting is another one of the things that will have her not seen by the camera but you can see her glitching so you yeah see like something's moving on the screen yeah so, yeah, kind so of they call is. it a glitch it's sort of like a like a pixelated effect is there something else similar in the game i feel like there might be maybe it, not. you can kind of see vigil moving around like that sometimes i don't know what causes it but you can see vigil doing the same okay. thing uh, is it like when Vigil activates this thing that you sort of see him glitch yeah. like that? He kind of glitches out at first. Um, so yeah, it's like that. Um, but basically, she can walk, mm-hmm. she can crouch, crouch walk, walk, she can switch weapons and reload, yep. and those are basically the only actions she can perform where it won't cause her to glitch on the cams. Right. Uh, similar to Vigil, she has kind of like a on the cameras specifically Echo's camera and um, Mozzie's hacked Mozzie's hacked drones. She has like a hacked feed thing. Looks just like vigils where there's like white lines on the top and on right. the bottom. Other cameras, you can't see a thing. So if you're if you're Nook and you had activated it like outside and you walk around a corner where there's a regular camera, they're not they're not going to see you. They're not going to know you're there. Nothing. They have no indication. No idea. And that that's the same for default cameras, black mm-hmm. eyes, bulletproof evil eyes, cams. bulletproof cams, all that. Uh, is there any other? Do we cover everything? That's I think yeah, that's, that's it. it. Um, but Mozzie's hack drones and Echo's yokai can see uh, the glitch or not the glitch effect, but they'll see the the feedback that shows that yeah. that she's around. We don't know what the range is on that, so like I don't know if it's similar to Vigil, where it's just like yeah, good point. I would think it's a shorter range actually, because uh, Vigil it's like it's so such a big range you have no idea where he is really, you know. Yeah. Um. But anyway. That's basically how it works. She's invisible on cameras. Yeah. Random note that we noticed too, we were watching the light on the cameras is blue now instead mm-hmm. of red. Yeah. And at first we thought maybe it was related to like when, uh, her gadget, when was gadget's active or something, but then we saw it from warden's point of view as well. So for some reason they switched the light on the cameras to blue, which is yeah. really strange. Not sure why I kind of like it. Honestly, like they're less noticeable. I think I feel like than our red maybe. light beeping, but I don't know. It's the same as like a, black eye camera now that's what i thought it was at first when ryan pointed out i just thought it was a black eye cam that was mm-hmm. beeping it's like that's the default camera and i was like wait yeah what the freak yeah so the, I'm, I'm interested to see in the patch notes if they say like why they made that change or whatever yeah um but back to nook so she looks super interesting to me like for as much as i talk about how vigil is boring and his ability is lame like for Nook, it's way more interesting because there's mm-hmm. so many cameras on defense, and we've talked about how this is a problem, like so many times, mm-hmm. and not necessarily a problem, but just like an annoyance that, like, it, it just some like especially when you get down to like those one v three situations, it just feels like impossible because there's a thousand cameras seeing you, and you're always being spotted. It's like I right. cannot win this. Like, right. no matter where I go, they know exactly where I am, right. and like I can't tell you how many times I feel that, like. As it, like even as a Thatcher main where it's like I, I have EMPs to throw around and like disable these cameras, but I can't tell you how many times it's like I'm pushing one way and I decide to like 
you know, try to trick him and go the other way. And then a camera spots me and it's like, okay, now yeah. I just wasted 15 seconds instead of like gaining an advantage. Yeah. She's going to be way good at like last man standing thing. Cause yeah, that's when you pushes. have people on mm-hmm. the cameras watching everything. Right. Or just like quick pushes, you know, just like just kind of yeah. running in quick and, and catching them off guard. Like she'll be really good at that. As long as you're just careful about your sprinting and all that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be so interesting. Like if you're good with the cameras and you like, if you know where, like where the black eyes are or whatever, like, it'll be so interesting to just be able to like activate it as you cross the hallway and then turn it back off. And then, you know, like use it smartly so that you can get through all their, all their visual defenses and just be like on them before they realize what's going on. Yeah. Another note I forgot to mention goo mines also will trigger the um, little glitch that she does. And then every, so when it hits her, it will do it every time it ticks, it will do it. And then when she's taking it out, it'll also right make her glitch also in the video i noticed uh on on that part when she's pulling out the goo mine there's like a little feedback on your screen if you're not where you can see that you're glitching mm-hmm. so on the side of your screen it's sort of like a yellow like it, it looks almost like the glitch um and you can so you can tell that like that you are able to be seen right uh, at least in, as far as the glitch goes and then one other thing too was that they were saying like if you walk through um like debris on the ground from like a, a down to barricade or whatever like the debris will like get kicked around you know mm-hmm. so like if somebody's paying attention on a camera and they just see the debris kicking itself around they'll know that nook's there or that the game is just being weird with the propagation of the <laughs> the um the barricades and the the physics effects that go along with that but yeah which is totally feasible I, uh, quick side note on that, the barricades with the leaked, um, cafe map rework, it almost looked like the barricades were breaking more like consistently. Like when he mm-hmm. made the barricades, it looked like the, the debris was kind of popping off mm-hmm. instead of like kind of how it does now, it just kind of falls down. Like it looked like it was more of an explosive, like falls so away from the door. The barricade so and not clear get stuck. and not get yeah. stuck. I don't know if that's actually true. They didn't mention anything in the season reveal, but just a quick side note on that. Yeah, if if we see anything on that, it'll be in the patch notes. I'm I'm sure. Yeah, so I hope so. Uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, Nook. Like I'm looking at this as like this might be a new like not necessarily a main, but a new like secondary main attacker mm-hmm. for me. Like th- I, she just seems so interesting. We'll see how useful it actually is. It, I mean, it's always hard to tell until you've actually played the person. But especially with the Deagle. Oh yeah, like this. I think. I'll, I'll probably struggle with the FMG nine a little bit as an attacking weapon. That seems like a little underpowered. But I I. I People got really upset that she had a submachine gun as an attacker, but it's like once you're inside, like it it is submachine gun. Like it's it's not weird. Like people act like it's so weird that attackers have submachine guns. It's like no, they're inside a building. Like that's right. not weird. No, yeah, that's very normal. Yeah, um, and and we have plenty of attackers that have SMGs. They all have assault rifles as well, or DMRs right. or something. But but plenty of them have SMGs. Um, what is interesting is that she's the first attacker to be introduced without an ACOG site. Mm-hmm. No ACOG. Uh, or actually, do we know that? Do we know the FMG9 won't have an ACOG? I mean, we don't know I mean, for Smokes sure. I mean, Smokes doesn't. But yeah, I'm pretty certain it's not going to have an ACOG on yeah, there. I would assume not because yeah. I don't, there are no weapons right now where you have different attachments per operator, right? Correct. Yeah, so I would assume not, but maybe we're it's wrong. It's possible. But, but, I mean, going by our assumption, she is the first attacker ever to not have an ACOG at all. So that's interesting. Uh, and I mean, they have sort of said that's something that they're exploring a little bit. So I, I like it a lot. Some people don't like it, but I like the idea of this game without ACOGs. Yeah. And, and I really like the idea of the ACOG being like, uh, something that helps to increase the power of specific weapons. Yeah. 
You know, like I would love the idea of only DMRs having ACOGs and then you suddenly have a reason to want a DMR. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I think that's cool. I hope they keep going with that and explore that. Like, I don't, I don't think losing ACOGs is going to make this game any worse at all. Uh, if if anything else, if nothing else, it just like reduces spawn peaking, which sounds great. Yes, I I would love something that I don't know what to do about it, but spawn peaking. Oh, sucks. I mean, it would it would be so great. I feel like if no defenders had ACOGs and only DMRs had ACOGs on attack, mm-hmm. and then it's like sure you can spawn peak, but they have a huge advantage if they have a buck with a DMR. You know, right. like so good luck. I one of the things that I hate about. I don't, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but in casual, you're playing against people that are such higher ranks that do these stupid spawn peaks and stuff. Right. That's like, if you're playing at your rank, you would have gotten wrecked doing that because your rank knows about that. The only reason you got away with something so stupid is because we don't know. Right. Like you're playing against gold and silver players in casual. We have no idea that you're going to do something so stupid. Right. That's like, oh, so frustrating. Well, then sometimes it's just, it's the opposite. It's just like, it's such a bad move to try to pull that, that, um, spawn peak that it's like, at this high of a level in gold, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, yeah. And, but so like, nobody's like being careful about it. And so then it suddenly works. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I hate that. Like I, I realize that it's part of the game and like, I recognize that like you just have to be careful or whatever, but it's just so frustrating when you die in the first 10 seconds Yeah, and you just have to sit out for an entire round. Like it's just not fun. So anyway, are you seeing any new mains or like new, I'm definitely going to play this person. I'm definitely going to try both of them out. For sure. I would definitely play them both. I could see myself playing them. Do you have the renown to buy both right now? Buy the season pass, so. Oh, you bought the season pass. I didn't know that. Cool. So you'll have them a week early. Mm -hmm. That's very good. So who do you not have still? Because you mentioned you don't have Vigil. I don't have Vigil. I don't have... No, I have Dokubi now. I don't have Alibi. There's one more. Oh, Finca. I don't have Finca. Okay, cool. Uh, Well, that's good. You are the person that should buy the season pass because it's it's just so sweet to like be able to catch up on all the old ones really fast and then like also not to worry about the new ones. Yeah. You'll build up so much renown this season that like it's so cool. Uh, I did that last season. I'll probably do it again next season. Next year. Next year. I think that's it on Warden and Nook. Yeah. Everything. That's everything that I have. Okay. So then let's get into uh, Cafe Map Rework. I'm very excited about this. You? Oh, yeah. I am so excited to play Cafe. Okay, so I don't think we're going to like get into too much about like the nitty-gritty details because it's so difficult to describe the map. But like, let's just try to talk about kind of the major points. So let's just take it a floor at a time. So starting on the third floor, we have the stuff that we talked about the last time when we saw the teaser video at the start of year four. So um, on that top floor objective, the balconies have been extended out to like the edge of the wall over that like dining area. Um, Also, the objectives have been like broken up. There's like a new wall between them so that they actually feel like two separate rooms. Uh, What else? Like the whole freezer area is pretty much the same as far as we've seen. Um, There is like, oh, there's a new hatch on the Mm -hmm. roof that drops in above one of the new extended balcony areas. And also, like, I feel like that's so nice because there, there's that the white, no, not white stairs, red stairs, red stairs. Um, where there's the other rooftop hatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it always felt like if you, whether you come, came up red stairs or you dropped down that hatch, like, once you came in, you had no options. Right. You just, you had to hope you could get that corner and through that doorway. And then, like, then from there, you were stuck where, like, you've got that open doorway to your left where there's the full balcony where the basically all the defense usually is. Mm-hmm. And then you've got piano room in front of you that usually has one or two guys in there. And so you're just like, you're stuck in this tiny room with basically no cover and you have no options. 
And now when you come in through that door, you have that whole balcony area to your left, which is like, you can, you can circle around there. You can have a teammate on the hatch kind of covering your entry. Like, I feel yeah. like this is going to be so much better for that entrance specifically. Yep. Um, and then the other interesting new thing is that on the skylight, they've now put like armored panels on the sides of it. So you can no longer, like there's, there's pretty much just like the open front that you can look mm-hmm. into, but all of the sides have been closed off, which makes it a lot easier for defenders to rotate. Yep. Um, and more difficult for attackers to sort of play the whole round from that spot. Yep. So you'll, you'll still have people up there the whole time that are going to be trying to look into the freezer up there. Right. And that's not necessarily the worst thing no. to do as an attacker. Not at all, because you're going to catch probably someone doing right. that. Um, but as defenders now, you don't have to worry about trying to get through the site or trying to get to like the other side of the balcony or anything like that, because right. you're not going to be seen from. And it was, it was especially going to be a problem because the mezzanine or that balcony had extended on two sides. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, if you're on the <clears throat> side of there, you could see the whole side of the balcony. So that was basically shut off unless right. they put those armor panels there. Right. So now that those are there, you can be there. It's a viable place to be in to wait. So, yeah. And and one thing they mentioned as they were talking about this, which is exactly how I feel about this, was that like entry was very frustrating for attackers on this mm-hmm. spot because you basically had the options of repelling through a window right. where there aren't that many. Um, right. Like you have the two that are right on the site and then you have the ones that are in piano room and the hallway, which like all of those feel like death traps all the time. Right. Uh, and then your other options are go up the stairs, which also come up to like no options. Yep. Right. And so it was, it just felt like it was super difficult to enter that place. I always felt that way. And so now you've got the extra hatch on the top. You've got like increased options. Once you do get up to the top of the stairs or when you drop down the hatch, you know, you've got a new window that goes into this extended mezzanine. Um, they actually shut off one of the windows on the second floor in front of that mm-hmm. library door. Yep. Um, so <laughs> like that, that actually kills a spawn peak mm-hmm. that they used to have there. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like, and I feel like we haven't really seen all of it. I, I mean, I guess there's that walkthrough somebody did on the test server. If you're not aware, by the way, what happened <laughs> this past week, they accidentally released the test server with all the changes. So this is how everything got leaked. Like we had some stuff in just like text leaks ahead of time, hmm. but then like they actually released the build on the test server. And then I think they shut it down pretty quick, but some people got on and recorded walkthroughs of the whole new cafe map and everything. Yep. So like. There was absolutely zero hype. Yeah, they had it in offline mode. So they downloaded it, went to offline mode on Uplay and could just play it right. as much as they wanted. And so like literally like so when the year was revealed, if you remember, they did like the clubhouse, like or not clubhouse, the canal rework and then the cafe and they showed like the screens like before after and you had like clapping and stuff on this one. There was nothing because it was like, yeah, we already know. Yeah, you, you screwed. Someone screwed that up, and someone hopefully is in trouble because right. it really sucks. It, it was a like, real buzzkill. But anyway, um, yeah, like it, it, just the way they were talking about it sounded like there was more to the like entry than I saw, but maybe not. Yeah, I agree with you. I think probably the best way to enter now, especially that third floor, is going to be like the extended part of the balcony now, mm-hmm. especially that that window that goes into that one part of it, the other side of it, not the hatch side, but the other side. Yeah. Because if you can clear with that window, it's like kind of a room in there. Mm -hmm. You can easily throw a frag up there, clear someone out or clear them out from below. Right. And you can clear the other side with a hatch. So you can make sure no one's on the other side with the hatch repelling through the window and you're in on third floor. Right. Yeah. It seems like a pretty good entry point. Um, Mm -hmm. If nothing else, you can put a lot of focus over there and then have people pushing up uh, white stairs probably or, or whatever else. But yeah, 
it's um, it's definitely a good change to the third floor. Yeah, I really like this new third floor, obviously not having played it, but just from what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, so that's it there. Let's move down to the second floor. The big differences here are uh, there is a new site on reading room and uh, fireplace, which I 100% called. Ryan called that one. Um, and that's, isn't, isn't that pretty much it? Almost. So the train room and mining room now have destroyable floor. That right. before was hard solid, so now it's destroyable. What about above reading room? That's that's pretty much that's, above so that's is, the other objective. It always was destructible, yeah. but before it didn't really. I mean, unless you're playing hostage or whatever. Yeah, it was never a thing. It, there was no reason to do that. But now there's that hatch up there that's going to be attacked if people are playing that site. I'm interested to see how that site plays. If it's going to be a good site or if it's going to suck. Yeah, I I th- we don't know. I'm, I think it'll be tough. Like I'm I'm thinking back to when we used to play Biohazard and stuff, and that was a hard room to defend. Mm-hmm. So having to defend that and another room seems difficult. I'm thinking the defense is going to be more like you protect third floor. If you can protect third floor, you can protect it. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Because I, if yeah. you lose third floor, that's all that's going to get destroyed above reading room. There's nowhere to hide in there from above. Like right. The other cool thing sucks. is with those new mezzanines, like you can actually see down into that. What is that room called? That has like the tables and the bookshelves that just like that wide open. Oh, cocktail lounge, I think. No, no, no. Cocktail lounge is, is upstairs on third floor. I'm talking about the second floor. Yeah. That like the entry from there's like the roof door entry yeah, and then I think the it's stairs that go down. Is it cocktail lounge? I think so. It might be main lobby or something. I don't know. But anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That, that like wide open hallway with the big red oh, carpet. Oh, the and camera stuff. is called cocktail lounge, but that's because it's technically on the third floor. Right. I keep calling it like dining because there's like, but dining room I think is actually down below. There's like actual seating and stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, like that that, that wide open like hallway lobby entrance area, like you'll be able to get on those extended mezzanines and be able to see down there, see mm-hmm. if people are pushing there. Um, I feel like this makes the whole map, and it's going to be the same thing with the canal rework. It makes more of the map playable instead right. of like, why are you on third floor right now? Exactly. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, what I'm also very interested in is like having trains be like a a hot contested portion of the map, but not the objective. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I feel like that second floor actually has a lot of like interesting stuff, but just because of where the objective is, it's like reading room was just not used at all, except for like a pass through, and then like and then like trains. Like there was lots of interesting stuff you could do there, except that there would like you, there would never be a firefight where like attackers were holding trains and defenders were like holding the next room. Right. Because right. obviously if you were in trains, you were on the objective. Um, so like, I think it'll be interesting, like being on trains, trying to push into fireplace hall. Like that'll be really cool. Um, yeah. Re- I think reading room is going to be a fun objective. Uh, yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting having to defend like across that hallway. Cause that hallway is always like kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are going to open rotation holes, obviously, um, between the hallway and, and the fireplace room and the reading room. Um, yeah, I'm, like, I'm just trying to think about how we're going to defend that. It just seems like so interesting and fun. Yeah, I'm excited just to play it. Yeah. Tuesday. So that's second floor. Tell us about first floor. First floor, they moved the bomb from the bakery to the front into the kitchen. So you don't Very have good. that stupid. And they talked about this. They didn't like that people could just like, enter real quick and plant and then run back outside yeah and everyone was just outside the whole attacking time so wait does that just mean that both bomb sites are in the kitchen now no because i think technically yeah but i think the kitchen's kind of two different rooms it's, it's just so large because they've, they've expanded it quite a bit yeah but so now the kitchen is basically a huge room with two bomb sites 
um, sort of divided into separate rooms, but but it's not it's not like full full walls between them. It is, yeah. It's it's they're two completely different rooms, two two different enough where you can put reinforcements and a barricade between them. Interesting. Also, the room on the second floor is called Pillar Room. That is a stupid name for a room. Pillar Room. Okay, <laughs> Pillar Room it is. Um, okay, what else about the first floor? Oh, so. Other than that, the first floor has changed. It's probably the floor where it's the most like you're going to be walking around and be like, wait, where am I for a second? Are you going to run into walls? Um, They moved the staircase. So before it used to like go up by reading room, like on that wall. And now they've kind of moved it more to the side. So now it goes up like on the farther side of pillar room, like on the opposite side of reading room. If that made sense at all, what I just said. So yeah, they moved that that staircase. The kitchen is just different now. You can, so on the bakery, there used to be, so if you spawned at like River Docks and came up like towards the bakery, there were those two windows and you could open those up and look all the way through the bakery. Right. Once you break those, now there's a wall there and like a door. So you have to like. a separate room. Yeah. You have to go in. It's a separate room. You have to actually get inside. And what this, what this whole thing does now. Actually what it does a little bit is the thing that we complain about where there's like these random rooms. I was like, why is this a room? There's, there shouldn't be a room. There should be a hallway. Yeah. (laughs) But like, it it will make sense here mostly because it's done specifically for balance reasons in those Mm -hmm. areas. And also because we already know the map. So it's like, I think it'll come together much easier. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. The thing that this makes this do is like, you have to enter first floor to plant you can't just go and plant and then everybody's still outside you have to like everyone yeah. really has to go in to defend the diffuser yeah there is no outside defending anymore on first floor bakery right so i think that's going to be actually a strong defense yeah um another random thing was like over in the actual dining room that has like the bar and everything there's there's like a new like reception room when you enter into that door so there's like a little like that, that door is sort of cordoned off into its own little room. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so like that area seems like it's a little more useful, uh, for both sides. You know, it's not just like this big open space. that's just like impossible to keep control of. Um, and then that's pretty much it down there. Right. Yeah. On a side note, the announcer, when they were like talking about this and talking about everything, she kept making these weird jokes yeah. that she thought were like really funny. And a lot of them may have been like inside jokes because you could tell they were like, maybe that's funny to you guys somehow. But like they were just awkward. And I was like, what? Yeah, she was a little awkward. I think she was probably nervous. Definitely um, her first time doing it. And, like, then, for and sure. then it was, it's it's tough because the, the crowd was just not engaged at all right. again because of the leaks. And so because like, I leak. think it was just a terrible combination for yeah. like a good presentation. Yeah. But. Sucks. If she comes back next time, I, I think she would do better. But she just kept trying to pull off these like weird jokes, and it's just like, uh, what? that's not really funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Side note. But that's basically cafe. I'm excited to play it. I'm excited to actually play and actually like see what it's like playing the map. You know, it, that like New Hereford looks super super fun to play on the third floor, and I still like the third floor, but it just turned out to not be as good as it should have been. But, yeah, um, anyway. I think, yeah, I think that we've they've done a really good job preserving the map's identity. Mm-hmm. Like at no point when they were going through it did I feel like completely lost or like this isn't even cafe anymore. Like the most different by far is the kitchen, but I had no problem with it because it was confined to like the same room that it always was. It's just like yep. the whole room is different now, and like that's fine. Yeah, the second floor has not changed at all, and the third floor is yeah completely the same other than the addition to the mezzanine yeah 
like other than that the map hasn't changed other than the first floor yeah so, so i love it they only fixed what was like not working yep um so that's great uh and I, i'm really looking forward to this i think this is going to be a much better map and i think it's going to be a lot more fun and it's going to be competitive agreed um i am more looking forward though to canals or york still canals looks I'm really good yeah and i'm excited because it's it's a new map that will probably come to ranked that mm. i already know and i will enjoy having in ranked yes um just random side note I, well okay they're making some changes to ranked which are pick and ban is coming it will now be bomb only and they're introducing the ranked hub mm-hmm. so one random thing i noticed looking at the ranked hub was it said 14 maps we're in ranked, which is just like, oh my gosh, that's insane. That's a lot. That seems like so many maps. And maybe some people just like having a big variety, but for me, it's just like, I would much prefer just to know the maps. I, I would like it if it was just eight every season. They could yes. bring in some and take out some. Like, that's fine. I'm fine with every season them, like, removing maps and adding some, but... Sure. I say this all the time, but Counter-Strike has seven, and yeah. it's had the same seven for years and years, and they don't change. The bomb sites are in the same exact place for 30 rounds, and most potentially. Of them, most of them were the same seven that existed in 1998. Yeah. And they're playing <laughs> them still, and it's still fun. They have more players than, like, any game. Yeah. I mean, other than Fortnite and some of those now, but, like, just behind Dota 2 and League of Legends. Right. It's one of the games that stayed there for forever. Yeah. So... It will be fine with eight maps right. and a game significantly the, less variability yeah. in Counter Strike than in Siege, just on a like base level. Yep. Anyway, but yeah, and I'm fine with them like changing the eight maps out, like removing some and adding other ones. Like you can take out Chalet and take out like take out take out Bank for a little while. Like sure, fine, but then bring it back in the next season and take out something else. Right. Yeah, and I was talking to Taylor about this uh, a little while ago that like. Honestly, like every time that you play a game on a Rainbow Six map, it's different every time. Like mm-hmm. it's like aside from like a few objectives that just get played the same every time because they're poorly balanced. Like the old cafe bakery was always the same. Yep. Like plant that yep. door. Um, we're solving some I of still, those. It still wasn't boring to me though. Yeah, I still had fun. Yeah. Um, but like the point is like it just plays differently every single time. So it's not like you need the variation of new maps. Like it's just. Right. It, like there's four different sites on most maps and like the way that they, they fold uh, unfold every time is different. There's, yep. you know, there's different there's operators. Different operators. That's it. a whole other thing that changes it. What holes get opened up and stuff. Yeah. Like it's, it's so different in itself each time. Like I feel like we don't need a different map. They're guaranteed. There is no map at any time throughout this whole time in any round that has ever been played the exact same. Yes. Never, ever, ever. Yeah, never had the same exact holes been open, the same exact spot, the same exact operators, and the same exact attack. Never. Yeah, I mean, probably at least once on it's one. It's probably map, the but... same as like <laughs> but... shuffling a deck of cards, and like you're never going to get the same variation as anybody else in the world ever yeah. has. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of variation there. Is the point, and I think we should just just uh, lean into that and not worry about. The new maps, which is great that they're not making new maps anymore. Like, yes, we very, just got our last good. new map for the whole year. So good. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with having like one new map a year. Uh, yeah, that's a good that's, pace. That's totally for the fine. match for this game, especially with how many they already have. Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, most games are not getting new maps this late in any way. Oh, yeah. No, you know, and, and, and like most games is a new game. And and the games that do like you look at like a battlefield that gets like four map packs with like four maps each or whatever over its like one year life mm-hmm. and like that's a lot of maps but also the map on battlefield makes very little difference it's just like aesthetics and like 
like all that matters on it is like the 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 macro right the macro matters a lot more than like the individual micro like inside of a building or whatever and so it's uh it just, it, like it doesn't really matter if you know the map very and it's like you can learn those so much more because you respawn respond and respond and respond over right. and over and over again so quickly on the same spot you yeah. you're, you're like you're still you're like you're trying to hold c and so you're just yep. you keep spawning there and you like you're going into the different buildings and like you end up knowing the hot spots of that area and you don't need to know like each individual doorway of every single right building on the map so anyway random map uh complaints again. but so pick and ban is coming. Do you feel good about that? I yeah. I mean, I'm who doesn't? Thrilled. And then bomb only, which I really really love because we've been playing bomb only for like a year and a half or whatever, mm-hmm. um, because they have the selection where you can do that. And I'm happy about this because now I can turn that off and ranked will always be bomb only. And then if I want like a little more variety, I just hop into casual and like maybe I'll get hostage and maybe I'll get biohazard, you know. And it's I- like before it's like i'm never going to turn that off because i don't want to forget to turn it back on and get into a ranked game and be stuck playing hostage yeah so like this is cool because now just like for the little amount that i play casual i'll get a little bit extra variety in there and just be able to screw around a little bit um one thing that we saw in the leaks that they didn't mention but is possible is in the leaks we saw three round rotation coming into ranked yeah which i hope is still a thing and i hope it's still a possibility but they didn't mention it at all they didn't really mention that much about ranked in all honesty they didn't talk about it right, that they much they sort of just like listed it off and yeah. then like moved on but like i feel like they would have mentioned that if they were planning it so it's a little weird and i hope that it is still coming but he did say there was a new rule set which i guess the pick a man and bomb only is new rules but that's not really a new rule set it's just i mean i th- i think you could give it that definition um it's like it's barely it's just changing the game mode Really? Well, it's still nice a rule set. Yeah. Uh, but they also said that they're going to do an event um, coming up probably within the next week, I would guess. They didn't say exactly when, but that's going to be this new rule set of ranks so people can get used to, to doing that. So, I want to. I mean, I don't think there's much to get used to unless they're also bringing the, the three-round attack and defense thing. Yeah. So hopefully we're basically getting a Road to SI playlist coming in. So hopeful. I want three rounds so bad. I, I know. love it. Oh, it makes it so much better. Like we did this on the on the community play day that we did mm-hmm. and like it was so much more fun. Yeah. Uh I mean same with Road to SI. I just what? were we playing a game recently that was kinda like that and we're like, man. I don't think so. I don't no. know why. I think I'm just thinking played. of Mordow for some reason of like you, how you spawn on the same side every round and it just oh, yeah. you change how you attack it because you're on the same side again. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's not like you're switching sides every single round yeah. and you're like, oh, what did they do last time that we were yeah. over here? Yeah, yeah, it's really nice because then you like, so with Mordow as the example, it's like you 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 each have a, so there's different game modes in Mordow. There's like one that's sort of like Battlefield and the one that we play more often is called Skirmish and it's basically a death match where you only spawn once, right? And so you play it in rounds. And you spawn on your side, and like you go, and you're like, okay, this guy with this stupid maul keeps going to this side and keeps destroying me, so I'm going to go to the other side this time mm-hmm. and avoid the guy with the maul and then try to like kill this the other side and get behind him or whatever. Um, and so being able to make those adjustments because you know what happened last round because you just played it versus like trying to remember two rounds ago what happened like it's just it's so much more difficult that yeah. way. So it's it's way better. Um, aside from ranked, the other changes that they announced, um, there's a new shop menu. 
Yeah. The the shop is revamped and looks much easier to navigate, and they're selling you stuff instead of just like a random list. Yeah. It was Uh, cool. Ooh, a new elite skin for Legion. Yeah. Which looks really cool. It does like, look at really first good. I thought it sort of looks like a Halo Spartan, and yeah. then I looked. I mean, and I was like, eh, maybe more like a, sort of like a Mass Effect N Seven type of character. Yeah, and that's definitely Mass Effect is what it looks or, like. Or even honesty. like a what's that new game? Uh, what's that new game for the Mass Effect team? Oh, I don't know. Dang it! I want to say Andromeda, but that's the last Mass Effect game. Uh, shoot! Everybody's yelling at me right now on their stupid headsets. Anthem. Anthem. That's the one. Sort of looks like like an anthem suit or a Mass Effect space yeah. combat suit, but but it looks cool. I like it. Um, aside from that, they have they showed us a little bit of the glass, how that works, which we knew before. It was the same. It was you pull up the site, takes a second for it to start working. If you move, it resets this little cooldown yeah. for the site to work again. Yeah, well, the one detail that I don't think they ever mentioned before, but I noticed was that like when if he goes from hip fire to ADS it has the same cooldown. It's not like he mm-hmm. pulls it up and he can immediately see the thermal, yeah. which probably is because otherwise you could just drop it to like reset it. Right. So oh, like if yeah. you were moving, you could just drop back to hip fire and then ADS to reset. So they kind of have to have that, that warm up. Um, but yeah, so, so as glass, you really will have to play much more of a like hold and angle role rather than like strafing and trying to push and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's good. Um, minor changes to Finca with something about like it, it resets the tin, the tin effect the of tinnitus, tinnitus of the, uh, so like explosions and stuff. and stuff. Yeah. And then what about the FM- FMG nine? What they do? So there? the FMG nine now has the site that Mozzie has the, mm. um, vortex scope. I think is what it's called. Yeah. So it's just a nice site. It has a nice feel of view. It looks really good. Yeah, so that's pretty much it, right? Yep. Okay, um, let's move on to these live exploits. Yeah, well, first let's talk about the deployable shields. Oh, also, like, the in the test server version that was released, there was a random button for operators. Oh, yeah. So, like, it looks like you can just click random and choose a random operator, which is cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. I just the thing is, like, with Siege, you don't <laughs> want to be picking a random operator. You want to be... Yeah, it seems like, like you should be picking your operator yeah um deployable shields they are bringing that in now oh that's this this patch where Mm -hmm. did they say that it's in desire notes whoa okay i missed that so the black mirrors that used to be on them are now removed and now they're going to be window slits so you can see if there's someone behind there whereas like before you went up to it like question like is there someone hiding behind there or not no 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 it says there's still some polishing to do we will tell you more about these shields when they're ready Black mirror sets have been replaced by regular bulletproof glass. That's giving the opportunity for attackers to spot defenders hiding behind the new shield. Right, but it's not coming right now. Oh. I think... Okay, is it not? So it's not coming now. There might be something in the patch notes. Yeah, we'll see. But it, but it, from what that sentence, there is still some polishing to do. We'll tell you more about these shields when they're ready, which actually yeah. is a comma splice, but just whatever. Uh, it sounds like they're not coming yet. Um, and then yeah. they had like a, a random note about like shield operators where they're exploring different options, but they didn't say like anything about what they're doing, but like, sounds like they're looking at like making maybe a drastic change to the way those guys are played. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like they can't ADS as fast or they can't ADS at all mm-hmm. or like something like that based on this. 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see what else they come up with. These these notes are good in a way because it's like it tells you what they're working on, and so it's nice. But at the same time, it's like, what do you mean? Yeah, there's like no detail. We're talking about, <laughs> um, which is fine. Like I, I like hearing just sort of direction and stuff like that. But yeah, live exploits bring us into the live exploits. Basically, as all these people very frustratingly said, we're going to have to wait till the new season comes out for there to be any fix. This game sucks. They don't know how to do their game. They proved them all wrong by temporarily disabling Clash, deployable shields, and claymores to stop the glitches from happening. <laughs> so, I did not even realize this. They Apparently, it was so bad that it was being used in every single game. Which I played a couple of games. I didn't see it used once. So I think it was overplayed a little. I mean, maybe I just got really lucky. Also, I said that I had tried to do it for a long time and couldn't do it. So and it was still in the game, so I just couldn't do it. So it's mm-hmm. really hard to do. Um, but anyway, they removed those things so that this glitch can't be used to determine rank or anything like that at this point in time. Very nice. So they've done a good job at that, and there's going to be another update on Tuesday when the patch releases. So I think it'll be fixed. I think once they have it fixed, I think they're going to release a hot flex and they're going to allow you to use these things again instead of just have it gone until the season releases that's my hope but at least they did do something they didn't just let their game rot like people said they were going to do so so yeah good on them for um addressing those those issues i love i love seeing them prove people like prove these just whiners wrong i someone commented like the sad thing is we're not going to see a fix until a month from now when they release the new season i just they remind me two days and a day later, they released that, and I got their remind me notification. I went back, and I said, proved you wrong. <laughs> he was Very like, yeah, nice. I'm actually really happy. And I was like, okay, that was a good sport about it. Not, not getting salty. Yeah, that's good. Oh, can I mention how frustrating it is that they start this reveal an hour earlier than they should have? Oh, my gosh. It's so annoying. <laughs> this has happened to us twice, two times in a row. Because we're not there to watch the Pro League, right? So we're there. We're going to tune in on the maybe five minutes before it actually starts. Right. But... I tuned in five minutes before it was supposed to start and there was already the grand final going. And I thought it was just, Oh, they're running a little bit behind the other game still playing. Mm-hmm. And I realized the two teams are playing. I was like, wait, those were finalists, like playing semifinals, playing in two different games. I was mm-hmm. like, this is the grand final. Yeah. They screwed us again. Yeah. Like, uh, I like, I don't know. Like it's a problem with scheduling it during a, like a live competition. Like mm-hmm. and I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring more people in to watch pro league. Right. Like, I guess that makes sense, but like maybe start with it and then get into pro league matches, right? So that it can be at a scheduled time because it's just like, it's so frustrating when that's what you care to watch and you come and it's, it's like been over for 10 minutes by the time you actually even get there. And it's just like, come on, like if you're going to schedule it for a certain time, either schedule it way earlier. So in case if you're running ahead, then you can, uh, you know, people will be ready and, and maybe you're running an hour late and like, like, because then it's like if you come in, like let's say it's scheduled for eleven o'clock. If you come in eleven o'clock and it's clear that there's still like five rounds left at least of the game that's mm-hmm. being played, then it's like okay, I'll come back and check in thirty minutes. Right. Versus like you come in ten minutes before it's supposed to start and it's already over. Yeah. Like that's super frustrating. Like don't do that. Don't like if you're gonna schedule it for a time, you cannot start an hour before that. Right. It's like someone I commented on this on the subreddit and people got mad and were like, "Well, what do you expect from you? Wait." I was like, "Yeah." I do. It's like a sports game. Like the MLB, they set up the whole game. The teams are ready. They don't start an hour before. The players sit there and wait until the game's time to play. Like they're ready hours before. 
Well, so the, the what's different is that they're like they're in the middle of two matches, right? So they've yeah. started a match. You can't just like stop your stream for an hour while you're waiting for yeah. the time for your scheduled like reveal event because then you're going to lose all of your audience. So like obviously you can't do that. But it's like I was watching the numbers and the audience was like it kept like jumping up and then just dropping down and then jumping up and dropping because people were tuning in to see the thing and uh-huh. just leaving. So I was like, oh, I don't. Is this this isn't right. It. So it's like they feel like they missed a lot of viewers that they could have had because people would have stayed had they been seeing the reveal, but they left because it wasn't what they wanted. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like that's that's super super frustrating. I feel like there's much better ways to do it. Like if it were me, just schedule that first, make that yeah. the very first thing, and then hop in like right into the games. Like have yeah. your teams ready to go. You know, for like have them on deck ready to go, so that like as soon as it's done, you hop into the game. You don't lose the people who are there to watch. Yeah. But. I mean, the thing is, like, if people are there for a certain thing and, like, you don't give them that, they're just going to be frustrated. They're not going to be like, oh, well, maybe I'll just watch the Pro League game that I'm not interested in at all instead. It's yeah. like, that's not going to happen. No. We're just going to be mad that you screwed us on the timing. Anyway, okay, I'm done I'm Done whining. It was upsetting, though. I was, I was really mad when I looked at it and I was like, it's over. I was upset, too. I, I, I got on and, like, I actually turned it on like an hour early to see like what was going on because i remembered it from last time and i was going to record it for you so that you could come watch it and then it was already like 15 minutes into it and i was like are you kidding like i'm an hour early (laughs) (laughs) this shouldn't be a problem but such it was yep anyway that's that podcast questions let's hop into podcast questions these are coming from our discord server uh, you can find the link to that in the show notes, or you can find the link on our Twitter account, which is at r6unrenowned. Um, and you can ask your questions in either of those places, at our Twitter account or in our Discord server. And we would love to have your questions, what you want to know about what we think about Nook and Warden and balance and changes and everything. Ask us, ask us your deepest, darkest questions. You can ask us even if it's not siege related. We like to answer uh, Halo questions and random movie questions like all kinds of stuff so it's lots of fun um you now know where to go to ask those and if you want to just follow us and see what we're doing throughout the week you can follow me on twitch and youtube at vg fiasco and i'm on the same platforms as just slow with 3s oh 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 all right so uh our first question comes from steel switch in the unrenowned discord server he asked do you think the season pass needs a buff Outside of getting the operators an early access to them, we are approaching four years, and I feel that Ubisoft may need to provide better perks in the future. My thoughts are increasing the additional percentage per win for alpha packs and larger discounts on cosmetics or just the old ones. What is everyone's thoughts on the season's pass? Does it need a little more extra to keep everyone excited? Um, You just bought the season pass. What do you think? I did. I, it took me a long time to buy it. Mm-hmm. The only reason I did is because I knew I was going to be behind without it, like with school and stuff. Right. And so I bought it because of that, but I think, I think he's right. I think there actually there does need to be some sort of buff. Like it doesn't really give you that much because before I never bought it because I didn't care. I was like, I'll get the operators a week later, like mm-hmm. fine, but I can still play them and I can buy them right away because I play the game anyway. Yeah, especially if you're playing a lot. Like if you're playing, I'd say, ten hours a week, you're earning enough renown to keep up with the operators. Yeah, if you're not going to waste it on weapon skins and stuff. Right. Yeah, if you're not spending on other stuff. Um, I think the most telling thing for me why I, th- I agree with Steel Switch here is that like I bought the season pass last year and I really enjoyed having it 
and I didn't even consider buying it this year. Mm-hmm. Right. So like that seems like if I loved it and like I'm coming up this year and I'm like, eh, no reason to. It's like that seems like you're not selling it well yeah. enough, right? If you can't get your customer who is pleased to buy it again. And I'm considering buying it next year because I think I might be starting to fall behind at that point. Um we'll see. But yeah, like I think and I think these are great perks. Like, yeah, increase the additional percentage per win for Alpha Pack because mm-hmm. I don't feel like or that percentage is huge. Give give um what are we called? Season pass holders. <laughs> what are we called? <laughs> give season pass holders a like a special pack every three weeks or every month, like season pass holders, only season pass holders can get this. Yeah. It's some special pack or maybe some special challenge. Like that would be cool. Actually, I would buy it just for that. If there was some weekly challenge that only season pass holders can do the weekly challenges and they're like the fun challenges. Yeah. Like, heck yeah. I mean, you can get those bonus daily challenges, which is kind of nice. Um, cause you can get renowned a lot faster. I know it. I know how to sell this thing. Only season pass holders can use map preferences. <laughs> so many people will buy that bad boy <laughs> that would sell. that's that's all it's got to do people would be pissed but it'd be so good i would i would definitely, I definitely buy three buy. it seems like there's a lot of stuff they could do they could just give you like give you more credit to, to the store you know like yeah. give, give you like fifty thousand renown for buying it or something like i don't know but bigger discounts and stuff because right now we have a five percent discount on everything yeah which it's is small really small and it's like you're really you're asking me to spend thirty dollars, yeah, for basically for a week. Like if early I bought access. this four times, I've bought the game two extra times now. Right, more than that because the game's only forty bucks now. So yeah. I bought the game. I bought the game three times. I mean, it's fifteen bucks if you wait for the right sale. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I bought it for twelve dollars. I bought a second one for twelve bucks. <clears throat> well, there you go. So, so yeah, like yeah, I agree. Yeah, let's do more for our season pass holders. Like sell it to me, make me want to buy it. Somebody yeah. who like does a podcast about this game and then i'm not <laughs> i'm not even considering buying it like mm, you should work on that a little bit our next question comes from wolverine 1020 guys let's just address the elephant in the room can we please do another play day like soon <laughs> uh yes sure when's good let's see here i'm out of school now so if we did one before, so i know like some people have asked to like do one during the week or like at a different time of day and like that's just not going to happen for me, at least. Like, yeah. gamer dad, not going to happen. I can do weekends, and that's about it. And it's going to be like kind of late. So I say either Friday the thirty first or Friday the seventh. I think I could be down for Friday the thirty first. Friday the thirty first, and that's uh, right after. No, the season, the new season won't be out yet. But no. we might have the the playlist, the uh, the ranked test thing event. Oh, true. Yeah, that might be out. Although, if we have a full 10, then we're playing customs anyway, yeah. so who cares? Um, but yeah, okay, let's plan for Friday the 31st. Thanks for asking. We're going to do it Friday the 31st, and we'll give you a, a specific time next week. Yep. Um, so you guys can thank Wolverine1020 for that one. Good job, Wolverine. Um, it, we should consider, too, like doing a play day for like another game. Like, um, we'll uh, do it this Halo week. comes out. But yeah, we I mean we should think about that, especially when we have more than ten people showing up and it's yeah. like I feel bad excluding people. Yeah. Um so like it'd be it'd be cool to like do another game or, or whatever. Once but, once Halo comes out, that won't be a problem. <laughs> yeah. We're right. gonna play Rocket Ball. Oh, Rocket Ball's the best. Knightley Nolan wants to know, have you guys seen the new IceCat video about Warden and heard him talk about the new icon next to recruit on the TTS? If so, what's your thoughts on it? I know you guys have said something about it in the past and just wanted your feedback on it. Yeah, so that icon that he's talking about is the random icon. Basically, looks like a dice being rolled. Yeah. Um, 
thoughts is like I don't understand because really you should be picking an operator. You don't want to encourage people to do random. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in, in casual, I can understand like you just want a random operator, but it's fine. It'd be kind of nice if it was restricted to casual. Yeah, it would be nice. Um, it's it's not a huge deal though. People that want to win the games in ranked anyway aren't going to do that. So right, like what I do like about it is that it's probably a really easy thing to do because they already had the random selector built in, mm-hmm. and it's something that some people were asking for. So it's like, hey, if this is something that makes your community happy and it takes like you know an hour of developer time to to plug it in and go for it, then like sure, do it, yeah, and make people good. happy. Um, and you know, people who are being competitive, aren't going to choose it. And the other thing is like people who want to choose a random operator, if they really want to choose a random operator, they're going to choose a random operator, whether or not they have the random button. Yeah. They're right. just going to let it go. So yeah, at least now you can like rush through that pick phase. If somebody's just waiting for random. Yeah. Cabbage underscore bro says, do you guys think that rainbow should add a barrier around the map to help people to help keep people from immediately spawn? Speaking, my thought is if they did this, they could experiment giving defending operators different guns that they couldn't before because of spawn picking. Um, barrier around the map, I think, is hard because, like, you do have, like, the late game, like, runouts and peaks that I think are fine. Mm-hmm. It's the spawn peaking that it's so hard to solve because this is one of the only games where you have people spawning all around something and converging onto it. Whereas, like, other games, it's, they spawn on two sides and run into each other, you know? Yeah. So, like, this is one of the only games like this. And so it's a new problem to solve. I don't know how to solve it, but I don't think building a barrier on the map is one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, like, I mean, we talked a little bit about the ACOGs and all that stuff. I think that would be, like, a way better solution and mm-hmm. overall might be better for the game. Uh, I'm sure people would have a lot of differing feelings on whether or not taking ACOGs out is a good idea for the game. But I think it'd be worth trying um and no i I don't i don't think we want uh barriers around the map i think that's just going to uh make it difficult for people to have creative plays you know throughout the game like you're saying so uh zine kala asked uh podcast question slash judgment call is it okay to mention the unrenowned podcast in its discord server on the rainbow six discord server absolutely please mention this anywhere and everywhere all the time uh don't be out there uh making a bad name for us because you're like promoting us all the time but like yeah i think it's totally like we're not trying to be secret or anything like yes yeah <laughs> yes talk about us go ahead and if you, i mean especially because he says he like mentions that in our community every once in a while when we say something like yeah if you're talking about the game be like oh this podcast listened to said this like yeah you can say that yeah, I don't think there's a rule against that. There's definitely a rule against just posting a podcast for people to listen to. Yeah, so you will get banned for that, but you're not going to get banned or in trouble or anything from saying, "Oh, what the Unreal Podcast was talking about that I thought was interesting was this." Yeah, if you're actually chatting, and that would be great because then more yeah. people would uh, would hopefully come and listen, and that's what makes this thing keep going. Yes, Cat Lover Blackcock says. Do you think that Nuck will be OP considering that she can turn invisible? And do you think that she will be majorly nerfed in the near future? I don't think she's going to be OP. Um, yeah, she turns invisible on cameras, right? But I don't think she's going to be OP. No, I don't think so either. I think she'll be really good, especially in the hands of a really good player. Mm-hmm. I think she can be really good. And especially against teams that are like well-organized and are like yep. using cameras and stuff, I think she'll be more effective the better the other team is yep. in certain ways. Um, to the teams that aren't communicating, it's not going to change a thing. Yeah, playing that, not going to change a thing. Agree, not a single thing. You're going to get away from the Valkyrie player that's on her own cams and choose the last one. Right. 
But and maybe you'll like sneak past an echo drone and be able to get a plant or something. I don't know. But yeah. like, I'm curious how that's going to work when she's planting. Like, can she still have her gadget activated? I'm sure she, she's definitely going to glitch while right. she's doing it. But I'm curious if her gadget can still be activated while she plants or if my guess is she just glitches because I think she glitches when she's shooting too. And I don't mm-hmm. see why you would disable when you plant, but not when you shoot. Yeah. You know, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think that you will hear outcries that she's OP early on. Like I think oh, people sure. will like cry about it and all that. And also I think that at lower levels, you'll either hear people saying how she's like, she's not good and all this stuff, or at least just like you won't see people playing her at all because there's just no reason to, because at lower levels, people aren't using the cameras effectively. So, yeah. but she's, I think she's a high skill ceiling operator for Definitely. sure. They also, we didn't mention this. They added difficulty ratings to the operators. Oh, so yeah. now on the top, there's operator speed, operator um, armor, and then operator difficulty. So depending on how difficult it is to play the operator, they can be three difficulty like Nuck, where it's really hard to play her, or it can be one difficulty like Rook, where you place down armor and that's it. Right. Give so. me your guess. One defender and one attacker who are three level three difficulty. Nuck. <laughs> Nuck, okay, that one that you haven't seen yet. Uh, Level three difficulty. Level three difficulty. I would... Okay, defender. I think maestro. Attacker. I want to say Twitch, but I'm leaning more towards um Jackal. I think Jackal might be mm. a three. Yeah, Jackal could be a three. Vigil's definitely a three. I'm sure Vigil's a three. Yeah. Defenders, I would say uh, Echo. Okay, yeah. It's probably a three. Yep. And maybe Hibana on attack. Okay. I can see that for sure. I think Thermite's a two. I think Buck's a one. I think Sledge is a one. Yeah, Sledge is definitely a one. Um, yeah. And this is going off hoping that one is the easiest and three is the most difficult. Right, right. Which I think it is. Yeah. Dokubi is probably a three. Yeah, Dokubi's a three. I'm, I'm sure she's a three. But this is really cool, though, because this gives like new players a quick... Just quick and dirty way to say like, oh, I probably should focus on these operators. Yeah. Or um, they will do the option and be like, oh, this is a good one for me to play because I'm really good. Or or like, yeah, it's a it's a three difficulty, so it must be like really good. Oh yeah. I wonder oh. I wonder how this goes in like League and like Heroes of the Storm where they have these difficulty ratings. Like, yeah. Do, do people do newer players pay attention to that and does that dissuade them from playing really I don't hard? Know. I don't remember when I started playing Heroes of the Storm. I don't remember if I. I definitely remember seeing that and paying attention and being like, oh, like, yeah, this person looks cool, but three, uh, Actually, you know what? I do. I do remember seeing it because I do remember thinking, like, I'm not even going to try to play that guy. Yeah. It's too hard. And it usually does mean that they are good, but they're usually better in the higher levels of play. Right. And they're and they're better as you get good with them, right? Yeah. But, no, that's cool. Good addition. All right, so that's going to do it for our questions this time. Please do send in any questions that you have. Again, you can do that on Twitter at r6unrenowned or through our Discord server. We can't always get to all of them just because of time, and we so we try to pick out sort of like what are the most interesting. So please don't be offended if we don't answer your question, um, and feel free to ask another one. We just kind of try to pick out the best or the ones that will lead to the best, like most interesting discussion, and we try to go from there. So, um, yeah. Hope to uh, see you guys next Wednesday for a new episode. Yeah, and definitely hopefully you're on Rainbow Six Siege on Tuesday because it's going to be so much fun on the test server. Test server only. PC, baby. PC, nice Siege. Just goodbye. Bye.